Hello, Mixed Nutcases. This is Nuke Chas, and I've got a dinner and a movie for you. We're going to be talking about She-Hulk because <laughs> it was great. Um, but normally I do these solo, and this time I have guests with me. So you may be more familiar with this voice. Hi, I'm Tech. And some other voices you are familiar with. I don't have a routine with him. I'm Jason. <laughs> and I guess I'm Sonorous Fox. I guess, I guess. Although you could be Batman for this one. No, that that's that's the enemy. <laughs> that's GC. We're talking Marvel. All right, and we're talking about uh, She-Hulk because it was just so fun from the get-go. And we've got rants, and we've got raves, and we've got lots of complicated feelings. And we wanted to talk about it. And we've really tried to not talk about it before recording some of us have but we've really tried to not talk about it before recording so much so that jason you waited till it was done to watch it right you'd binge the whole thing yeah yeah i did and i i want to just say this right here right now this is not for vox this is not for tech this is squarely 100 percent pointed at you nutty mm. i'm disappointed i never thought you would make me waste my time and watch this show. Oof! What? Jason Nutty. dropping bombs Nutty. in the Nutty. first couple of minutes. Nutty, Nutty, I love you, Nutty. Nutty, I have recommended so many things. I let the fact that you guys have not watched Parasite go for years, and you... Waste of time? You recommended this waste of time to me. Was it a waste of time all throughout or just because you don't like how it ended? It became a waste of time when I realized that the show literally was teasing me with the real version of the show when it left the show. Okay, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah, so you were enjoying it until then. To an extent. Okay. I will tell the audience this because they know that Jen usually comes along with me, but I will give them the direct quote of Jen. When I said the ending to She-Hulk sucks. I don't want to talk about the ending yet, though. But, I, I, but, but I'm not saying what happens. And Jen's immediate response was, but She-Hulk sucks not the ending but the whole thing look jason's just mad that megan the stallion didn't come back after episode two that's, that's all that that's is true. i am rallying for lizzo as she hulk recast green greenwash the show <laughs> lizzo I, I i i want lizzo and everything so we're good there um but jason you are I mean, I've read some She-Hulk comics, but you've read a lot more She-Hulk comics than I, me. And and that's why I was so excited. Because there are things that specifically happen with her character as an independent sexual woman that never would have happened before this show. Or before Jessica Jones or like the Netflix era of Marvel that was so promising. And, and, and it just wasn't there. And I... I I want to love this show. It's probably one of the few shows I've ever said that I've ever just wanted to love it from jump. And I just did not. And I cannot even think. I noticed, and this is a trend that I'm noticing in the Disney plus movies, not movies, uh, TV shows for Marvel is if you were a reader of the comics and like, that was your comic, 
I'm noticing people are disappointed in the show as opposed to new viewers. Now, I've read some She-Hulk. I'm not entrenched in the the lore as as much. Um, I've read some Ms. Marvel. Kamala Khan is really the only Ms. Marvel I've ever read, but I don't know every single issue. Um, and I enjoyed both of these. But um, good friend, uh, Dave Slusher, Moon Knight was his comic. And he was so disappointed with Moon Knight. Now, I never read Moon Knight. I never heard so, of Moon Knight. I didn't know nothing about Moon Knight. And I dug that show. So I think this has a lot to do with the greater MCU, mm-hmm. not just the Disney Plus shows, and a lot of the negative reactions that come about in the reviews, the media, or more the screaming well, I'm not talking about media. No, the, I'm talking no, about... But the screaming Banshee reviews like us, yeah. and the, 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 the fan... Views, yeah. right? The, the ones that, uh, the, the thing is, this is the MCU. This isn't comics. It is yes. its own beast. It is a take on comics. It is not the comics to properly recreate them 100% is not something that's viable. So they've taken something 80 years yep. to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so we've taken something familiar. They've taken some of the broad strokes and some specific moments. And then they've made it their own thing. And that's looking at it from that point of view. Cause I've, I've known about all these characters throughout the course of the MCU for years. You know how many comic books I've owned in my life? Maybe six. Yeah. yeah. I've known about the characters though. I've read deep into their histories in other venues and other things, but my enjoyment, I think is heightened from the fact that I don't have the burden of history with these yeah. characters. That, that is, that is, that is very fair. That is very fair. Um, so I just wanted to say that as a caveat, I mean, I just think from a general fan reaction, not mm-hmm. a media fan reaction, not a I go on YouTube or I wrote mm-hmm. a post or even podcasted about it. Um, I'm just talking like my friend group. It, Tech. it, it seems to be that th- there's two big reactions that happen is that comic book movies have turned into and comic book TV shows and everything have turned into uh, the cartoons that we watched in the 80s and 90s and that it's primarily seems to be aimed at children and that everybody wants to be able to drag their six-year-old to the latest Marvel movie or to plunk them down in front of the TV and watch the latest Marvel show. And as soon as Marvel and the MCU come out with a show that doesn't meet that um, immediate mold like Deadpool, or something, there is this immediate squawking and shrieking of, how could you do this? I brought my seven-year-old to the theater, and now he's crying because Deadpool said this crass, horrible thing. How could you do this to me? These are supposed to be fun and accessible for everyone. And then you've got the other people that when they do like a Guardians of the Galaxy, or it's like, oh, great, a talking tree. It's like, couldn't you mature this up a bit? Why does everything have to be stupid and aimed at seven-year-olds? Why can't you do something I like? So they're they're pretty much in a darned mm-hmm. if you do, darned if you don't scenario mm-hmm. where somebody's going to be mad no matter what they do. But yep. the thing is, is that the way I've always looked at it is that comics in and of themselves, and I've said this before, the entire genre from the very basic is silly. Mm-hmm. It's strong men in tights saving the world with superpowers. It is silly. It is supposed to be silly. And every now and then you need a gut check. You need that self-examination upon yourself 
to sort of ground yourself before you go completely stupid. Now, do I, I do not need nor want everything to be big-chinned purple superheroes staring at their hands going, my entire family has died and I must exact revenge on all. I don't care. I really don't care about Thanos and all that entire arc just died for me. I don't care. You want to do something funny about a female lawyer who turns green? Awesome. Show me something funny and fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you my initial reactions from the first episode that we watched. And number one, right from the get go, the breaking of the fourth wall. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The breaking of the fourth wall, I was all in for. It's direct from the comics. It's a thing that she does. And all I could think was, I don't think I'll get it in this season, but season two, we better see Deadpool because I want to see Deadpool and Jen Walters talking to each other while breaking the fourth wall. Um, To feeling vindicated as she eats her hot Cheetos with chopsticks, just like I do, and everybody makes fun of me. But that's how you don't get orange Cheeto dust all over the place. Exactly. Orange fingers make it really hard to type. To what I like about She-Hulk is she, she, everybody knows who she is, but it's not, it's not like a Tony Starkism. It's not the I am Iron Man. Um, it is, she just wants a normal life and she, this mm-hmm. is something that has happened to her and her mingle is not. She does not want to be defined by this one aspect of her life. And it's very much touches the nature of being, a, and, and I'm going to speak from authority here, being a woman in m- many facets of life. Like, you know, I participate in a hobby that is male dominated, Aikido, uh, martial arts more importantly. And I don't want to be thought of as, oh, she's a good female martial artist i you know i want to be seen as a martial artist and that's one of the reasons i like aikido um when you're at your job when you're everywhere it's 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 you want to be seen as who you are not woman first not uh disability first not um neurodivergence first not race first not any of the different boxes that put you that people will first put you in and then look at you. Um, so I, I think it's a really good metaphor in the way that science fiction often gives us, you know, isn't, isn't like X-Men all about that daredevils all about disability, you know, things like that. And it's, it's owning, owning the, well, it's not only that it's people see her as she Hulk. Yeah. First they care, they care more about she Hulk without even knowing who she Hulk is. They care because she's striking tall and green. And, Jen just wants to be known for Jen and has to realize that she can own who she Hulk is and carve the narrative. You don't and, have to reject being a woman to, to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that becomes like a major plot point throughout the whole thing with, you know, Titania, the lawsuits and all the rest of it that they, they, they wind it into this legal drama of this whole thing of is what you call yourself really who you are? And. Mm-hmm legal implications thereof and i i I thought that they they did it rather smartly um i i had a lot of fun with that with that part of the show um i while their law may not be 100 percent accurate and no tv shows are gonna bad (laughs) while no show is ever going to have 100 percent accurate law um it um it was it was fun and 
I think okay. that's my I think that that's my review for the okay. whole show. It was fun. You know who the best lawyer in that whole show is? Mm-hmm. Donnie Blaze's <laughs> bargain basement lawyer. Donnie Blaze's bargain basement lawyer. You can't copyright magic. He's right. No, like <laughs> no, like by the way, that whole subplot aggravated the heck out of me but it grew on me like the next time i went through it i was like you can't copyright magic <laughs> like i was like i just like it's so true <laughs> but because because like, what what was what uh, well we can get to that we can get to the greater problem of that scene in a little bit but i yeah. i i think i would say uh if i were to just give a sweeping uh standard i would say about 80 70 to 80 percent of the show i loved and there was uh probably about uh 20 percent that made me roll my eyes and go okay whatever and then 10 percent that made me really angry so i'm gonna um, we're gonna get into that but i do want to explore the joys first i mean yep. number one from episode two they didn't even they they filmed this before there was any response they knew what the response was going to be mm-hmm. And she looks at the camera and she goes, yeah, did you see Wong's going to be in this episode? I uh, hopefully that'll uh, make Twitter less angry. (laughs) Here's here's one of the things I love about that. Wong is the true villain of this entire series. Wong does not follow a single rule and is just mucking everything up. Look, 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 look. Hold on. I'm not going to let y'all bad mouth my man Wong like that. That man Wong has been in a monastery under egotistical, narcissistic regimes up until he took over, and he didn't even take over because he wanted to. And all he wants is a friend. Someone Wongers. Someone who will watch TV shows with him and let him have that majesty. That's all he wants. He I just was and and yeah. And you know and, and look, he even accepts the nickname Wongers. You know what I'm saying? I I I I the thing is, you make a valid point about him taking it over and compared to the previous sorcerer supremes, Wong's benign compared and, to them I'm, I'm, and more effective and, and less self-serving. I'm sorry. What what does he do in this series? He destroys the abominations uh, chance at parole almost. Almost destroys, <laughs> almost destroys his chance of parole. Why? Because he wanted to fight someone for some uh, for people in a in a ring. He wanted to fight. Listen, him. listen, listen. There's listen, a whole bla- listen. that's a side quest. Okay, it's a whole listen. side quest. He let Donnie Blaze go with the ring. Listen, he let Don, him with listen. the with the with the piece. He, you know, kick a man out. Check him so that he doesn't have the magical devices on him before you kick him out of your monastery. Listen, listen. listen. Doctor Strange literally let half the universe get wiped out of existence because he supposedly saw the only true good ending. We'll yeah. never know yeah. what he. They came back. No, 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 no. Uh, other universes are gone oh. because of the choices that he made. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wong, that just because Doctor Strange is a jerk does not absolve Wong of his sins. No, no, no. I'm just saying <laughs> Wong committed sinful things, but they were not on the level of intergalactic, yeah. interdimensional. Yeah, genocide. but on the, but in the scale of this show, he is the greatest villain. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Perspective. No, I, 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 I'm gonna argue he is not the greatest villain in this show. But I will say that he just does you not even respect the law. But then he comes and files a lawsuit, which but is really know, funny to me. But you know what? I think that was just he wants human interaction. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. He is not the ultimate villain of this series because I forget, I, I tried to put it out of my mind, but I've seen the ending of this show. So no, anyway, he's no. not. Um, also mentioned as well, uh, Titania. Fantastic. She's, she's a fun foil. Yeah. Used just like, enough. Jamila, yeah. uh, Jamila is amazing as Titania. Just yeah. absolutely. And yeah. Because, uh, loved it. That was the girl from the good place, right? Yes. Yeah. She is fantastic yes. at playing. Very she's good. fantastic at playing characters are more smart than, uh, that are more smart than they let on. Yeah. I, I will say probably my, the thing that made me so excited was the dynamic between She-Hulk and her actual cohort at work. Yes. The the female friendship? Yes, because one, they're diametric opposites. She-Hulk does not want to stand out. She-Hulk does not want to be in the spotlight. She-Hulk mm-hmm. just she wants to do her job and go home and relax. Whereas her compatriot is like, I want to be bougie. I want to be recognized. I want to be seen. Girl, we got to be out here in front of it. Let's go. And she hulks like, I'm good. But things don't happen without like, she didn't get Wong for for that first case without her. She didn't get in front of the the media without her. She's the only She's the only character that does not lie to and or betray She-Hulk. Yeah, and I really hope the theories that some people have that she's a a villain uh go away because I really don't want that to be the truth. The and- other thing that I want to uh emphasize because we we're talking about the female friendships is the other woman at the new law firm who has that stereotype of uh I am the shrewd lawyer. I don't care. I don't make friendships. I'm not here for friends. She's and- the DA. She yeah. like she's this if you watch a lot of Law and Order She's the DA. She's the internal investigation bureau character. Like she's the one that's like supposed to be on the side of the cop, but she's investigating them for crimes. So they shun her. Like that's that character. And she's excellent. Well, and what I like about it is, uh, as soon as she starts working and interacting with Jennifer and the, the best friend, the paralegal, she's respecting them. And mm-hmm. she is there to support them. And she is not, it's, there's no catty office politics of, oh, you know what happens when two women work together? There's none of that nonsense. It's just, these are my cases. This is how I do my thing. I don't want to get caught up in your nonsense. But when I'm put on your case, I am going to be here to support you. And then she ends up becoming her friend so much so that towards the end, when, you know, Jen is being, uh, trolled, She's like, oh, Jen, don't do it. No, no, no. <laughs> this is what they want because, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I do not speak from authority here, but I will, uh, empathize that I'm assuming as a woman of color, she's used to more of that than a white lady would be. The, you can't get angry. You can't show emotion because they're going to use it against you. Um, so I, I do really, want to highlight those good things and the other thing i want to highlight is jen's family the family dynamic normal family cousin laddie what i the thing about that family that made me realize that they were giving me family sitcom that i haven't seen since like 
married with children was when the dad and his when 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 she hook or which was comes home and they're following her up the drive and he sprays them with the hose and he I says, love it and he's like I got enough water and like and, and I'm just like that is exactly how a dad would protect his yeah. daughter so, like, but do you real do you recognize who that was the speaking, actor? speaking of sitcoms mm-hmm. Jason no I don't it's cousin Larry Appleton from, wow. from Perfect Strangers. From, from Perfect Strangers, wow. the Balky Bal- Bartaka Moose, that's Cousin Larry. Wow. And he was excellent. <laughs> he was so good was really in good. every bit, you know, coming and checking up on his daughter and everything and relating to her, and the, the hosing, everything. Fantastic. So so one of the things I, I like about this show, too, as opposed to a lot of, a lot of media these days, is that she has a normal family. Mm-hmm. That care about her. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't have some it like the problems she has to deal with are not exactly relatable. They're like I turn into a big green woman, you know, and can throw a car. But those are the problems she has to deal with. Not and I also have a dark history. Yeah. And you know, I have an uncle who's in prison for something. And this yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it might it's, be somebody murdered my parents. A, she has a set of problems to deal with, and they don't layer in more and more and, and more and yeah. more. And the family dynamic is her family is supportive, even mm-hmm. if it looks like they're picking on her, because what? that's how families are. Yep. Yes. And I love it when her mom is like. Hey, will you come move this bookshelf? Oh, wait, you can't be your big green self. I'm sorry. And like, just keeps going. It's one of, cause listen, as a tall person in a family of not tall people, I've literally had this happen to me. Like literally be like, can you come move the, oh, you're okay. in the bathroom. So, like tech, um, share my, my nickname at home. Since I left the home, when I got my own career and I left home, mm-hmm. uh, every time I would come home to visit, my nickname at home is Extension. See? Mm-hmm. Where my mom would yell, Extension! Yes, mom, what do you need? Like, I, can you get the, the measuring cups down off the... Yes, mom, I'll get so, the, the well, measuring cups. So, well, Tech top is shelf. not, like, top shelf. super tall or anything. He is the tallest person in his family mm-hmm. by many inches. By a good three inches, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, um, three or four. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, and, like, and by the way, ten inches taller than mom. So yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's, listen, it, listen. You listen. We get it, and we will do it. It's fine. But when it happened, she when literally she, when she was literally in her room trying to just lay down after a long day, and her mom's just like, "Hey, honey, can you do the thing? Oh wait, never mind." Like yeah, and I'm just like. She wants to yell at her mom so bad right now. Like, yeah. I, I also, yeah, there's, there's a lot to love about this show. Uh, the redemption of the abomination character mm. and of the, uh. Of, uh, is such a fun thing in here. It's like he's no longer just Emil Blonsky, the, the guy who committed like, oh, who was the one or the, the single minded so special forces in, guy. He was he the was villain the, in what Hulk two. Was it? The, no, the OG Hulk. The first. Yeah. One. The, right. the, yeah. what is it? Is it Eric? He Mana? was. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Norton's one. No, 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 no. He, he fought Norton's Hulk. Mm, yeah. The oh, okay. second Hulk. That's right. Second Hulk. You're right. Okay. Remember um, Banner. Remember Banner fought the mutant poodles. That's right. right. And that that's was right. the one, that was the one that, that was the, um, Ang Lee. Uh, Ang Lee. Yeah. 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 So 
it's, he's he was no longer just the I'm a soldier and nothing but a soldier. I'm going to go and do what, do my job even when the government betrays me and turns me into a monster character that he was that one dimensional thing. They took him and they fleshed him out. The, yeah. When he became that, that, uh, these are my soulmates guru cult leader. I was like, Oh no, please don't just make him a cult leader and he's still a different villain. Right. Don't make another Mandarin. We've already yeah. got that and he's amazing. Yeah. We don't need more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it's like, Oh no, please don't. And then when she goes to visit him and he's running the genuine circle of redemption for all these other villains, that was amazing. Now, did anybody else get mystery men vibes from <laughs> the other superheroes? Especially from the one who didn't want to take off his mask. The porcupine? I love the porcupine. If at least one of them... Why? What's wrong with my face? Am I ashy? If at least one of them doesn't show up in the Thunderbolts, I'm going to be sad. So (laughs) the best part about um, Man Bull, uh, uh, Sarah... What is it? Saracen, uh, Porcupine, and El Aguila, um, they're all from the comics. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the condiment king of She-Hulk, where they're just pulling out all of these randos, and I love it. I I'm love surprised it Walrus so wasn't much. there. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the things you were talking about earlier about not going, you know, like too crazy with stuff and not trying to add more. Uh, it reminded me of uh, the franchise La Femme Nikita mm. when mm. Uh, Luc Besson did the original movie in French. La Femme Nikita. She's bad. She is a bad person that does bad things that the French government then turns into a secret agent because they can use her abilities. But Mm -hmm. whenever it was brought into English, you can't have a bad person as a hero in a movie. So they would always have to tack on. It's like, well, they say that she did these bad things, but she's innocent. You know, it's like the yeah. whole A-team thing of, you know, he, they, they were put into a maximum security military stockade for and a crime fugitive. they didn't commit. Yeah. My it, wife was shot by a one-armed man. Yeah, exactly. I didn't do it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this whole thing that in, in American media, like the hero has to be a real hero that you cannot have any gray nuanced people that aren't Batman. Um, and they didn't play that with this. They just they just let it go. And I, I really appreciate that. I really respect and, that. And thank you to the network execs that just let it go. I dig that um, the Abomination was not wholly redeemed, but also redeemed, you know? <laughs> like, he, he's like, yeah, I want to start this new life. I want to do this thing. It's like, yeah, but you've been turning into the abomination. Well, for like speeches and stuff, it's, yeah, it yeah. earns me income so I can keep doing my thing, you know? And he's just like, I mean, come on. I, I'm not tearing things up. It's all good. Well, the th- the, the crazy thing about that is it's, you know, I just, I just want to say, I just want to speak to all the people to call the police on me when I was just trying to feed my daughter. It's Biggie Smalls telling about his origins when he was just trying to, he was doing a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because it was the only thing he had at the time. Mm-hmm. And to make a career and to make money to have this thing to help all these villains, he had to do something slightly bad. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really interesting dynamic that they build in this. And even She-Hulk has to say, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought it was bad, too, until I looked at what was happening. Like, even She-Hulk has to defend him in places. And I think it's that's the best that's the best way to redeem a villain. Again, 
again, the one person working against that redemption was Wong the whole time. <laughs> that is true. Well, I mean, it's true. Is Wong, true. Is, Wong is the one that pulled him out to be the mm-hmm. abomination. And then when he gets sent back in, though, he's like, oh, no, I'll do the time. I'll do the time. And he and Wong are like, nah, this didn't work. Yeah. I'm ready to go with you. Like, so, you know, Wong, he knew Wong's he had it vi- out. Wong's the villain. Really quick. Imprison Wong. This is a side note, but I have to say it. Big shout out to Nathan Hurd, albino black guy who plays the uh, the boar villain. Who is, who is uh, the, man the bull? bull. Yeah, man bull. Yeah, man bull. He's the bull. Who's he's he's the he's the albino African American playing man bull. Um, big shout out. I didn't to realize him. that was him. Yes, we've seen him in other things. I recognize his voice. That's how I. That's how I. I knew it. And in yeah. my brain, I was like, "Well, obviously, when they make the movie, it's got to be him and and him and Crondon, right? Like, gotta <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, got to be the brothers." But no, like, no, big shout out to him because it's not often you see a type this type of actor in this type of role highlighted and enjoyed so much. Like him and the Matador are excellent chemistry <laughs> together. They're, okay, they're but the Porcupine and Saracen stole the show. Remember, he's not the, he's not a matador. He's not a matador. It's just those yeah. colors are bold and they yeah, stand out. Okay, yeah, but, but he was on a matador team in college. That is true. Yes. <laughs> so way, I mean, and, oh, uh, and I love the the theory that Saracen is actually Blade's son. Yes, yes, I I love that theory. That's a great fan theory. I don't agree with all the fan theories, but that's a great theory. Luckily, luckily, there is a there's accuracy to show that that is not true. Blake had a daughter, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> so we've got, we've got this show that they break the fourth wall and they've decided that they can play silly and they do it well. And the writing mm-hmm. is fun and the show mm-hmm. is great. And yet the critics or the critics, the internet decides to spew half love, half vomit about, well, she can do this because she's a woman. And if we did uh, this with the TV show and it was a guy that would do this, well, that wouldn't be allowed and blah, blah. And there was all this hypocrisy going on. And I just, I, I just, can you be quiet and just watch TV without who also, are the, who are these people that watch TV? Say, I'm going to watch this show to get mad. Nah. I, I do believe that there was a lot of ironically, ironically, they're all fans of Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do believe that there was a lot of manufactured outrage, um, as well as some people just not knowing. I mean, there's there's legitimately people out there that are going to hate anything that is not their. I'm gonna say it, hateful type box of um incel fan stuff because the real villain in this show is incels. It yeah, is but- people who are upset about a woman having powers and and the fact that so many of that type had this reaction to the show watching it seeing do you not see that that's you say say something is correct without saying it's correct i just that's exactly how they did so many of the criticisms because this is this is what gets me because as a woman who loves comics as a woman who has been in the geek sphere for eons you know thousands of years um post post 911 for all you youngsters free longer longer Who? than that free before Who? <laughs> what he said free and he goes who it's a joke on it's a oh, joke on the oh. name okay so um 
I'm, I'm getting lost because I'm like, I, don't, I thought he was saying breeze. What cheese? Cheese? No, because he said post 9/11. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no pre 9/11. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Look, I remember when Thor was played by Vincent D'Onofrio in the movies. Thank you very much. Ah, ah, I thought you were going to say Vincent Price. That would be amazing. I would love to watch that. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The first Captain America was Canadian. This is true. But, but look it up, kids. But, but having dealt with that, I have lived through the you're not a real fan. You're a fake fan and being quizzed on stuff. Um, to have people get upset over things. I can't believe they did this. It's just titillation. It's just this. It's just that. And it's like, have you read the comic books? Like, oh, she, they, they had animators animate her twerking. That's so wrong. That's so, you know, sexualized and all this other stuff. Have you seen the comics? Like, Listen, she Hulk wears booty shorts. <sighs> And hangs out and she does not care. One of the things that I love about She-Hulk is now in the show, she's kind of forced to be She-Hulk um, due to uh, illegal practices um, by her job and things like that. But in the comics, when she does start to accept her She-Hulkness and realizes that she is Jen in Hulk form or in the human form, she ends up preferring to stay as She-Hulk. She prefers to look like the monster because that's just her. And she does, she does, there's a lot of cheesecake. There's a lot of cheesecake in those, those, uh, comics, but it, it, it is written from the perspective that it is her choice, not that she's doing it because she feels like she has to, or she's using it to manipulate others. It is, that is her comfort it's, level. It's body positivity at its finest. Yeah, exactly. And, and so her twerking with Megan the Stallion, which by the way, that was a fantastic. That episode. little, so that little subplot, that little subplot that that's just amazing. It was so great, but that was so she Hulk. And so many of the things that I've heard people complain about. It's like, have you ever read the comics? So I just sit here going, <laughs> because it's all people that are making those criticisms are the same kind of people who are like, well, I mean, like, you just like Doctor Who because you think David Tennant is hot. Or, well, actually, you're not really a Star Wars fan because you haven't read every single book. Or, well, actually, I mean, you're, are you really a Star Trek fan? Do you know every episode? Shh. Shut up. Shut up. It's, I yeah. married somebody I met in a Star Trek chat room. Hi. I have no need to defend myself ever. I'm yeah. a nerd. Yes. <laughs> and see, it's 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 sad that the same people who have who felt bullied and put upon for all this time because people don't understand their hobbies, they don't understand them, they're they're you know, they're uh, all these people looked down on them and hated them and everything are now the ones who are gatekeeping and hating on other people because it's not their version of what they're seeing. It's I, sad. I, Why can't I people can, just like what they like? I can understand at least maybe 20 years ago, 15 years, 15 years ago, I can understand the whole, you know, Oh, you're faking it. Cause it's becoming popular. Mm. This, this notion, I didn't agree with it, but I can understand it to the sense of when, 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 when 
when I was in school, and this is where most of our trauma comes from, for being hated on, for loving these things, anytime there was sudden positive attention, it was often a trap. It was a mm. trap. And, and, and you, you, I can understand that feeling. I don't think the ire that we have right now is from people who actually were ostracized. I think the ire we're getting are more from people who have discovered that they have power by being loud. Mm. And that is the real enemy of this entire series. Yep. Um, before we get into the last episode and how everything ended, um, there's a lot of cringe moments as the series goes through that you're like, he can't force you to be the Hulk. He can't force you to look a certain way. Um, the way people just come up and talk to her. I mean, yes, it is how women are, are do experiencing things, but there, there are definitely some cringe moments, but on the whole, I would say the first, uh, big chunk of this series for me was fun. And before we go into the ending, can I get a, a round of like first so, six to eight episodes? We, we're missing the biggest, the biggest, uh, one, sorry, not the biggest, but one of the, one of the best parts of the show. Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. Well, that's towards the end. I just said, I said the last not, few no, episodes. No, you said, well, if we were talking about the ending, uh, yeah, that's well, not the ending. It's just him being back. This is a good, positive thing. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I do want to I talk about Daredevil too. I just wanted okay. to know for the first part of the series, okay. what was okay. your feelings no. before we get into that? I enjoyed it. I had fun. I uh, I was going on. I I had a I had a couple issues here and there, but in, in generally, you know, the fourth wall breaks and the overall tone of the show. I am I'm on board. I I was having I was okay with it. I um I really had problems with Emil Blonsky because I don't remember him from the original movie, and it just really felt like a Trevor Slattery rip, mm. and mm. that. He was done. He's done so much better as Trevor that I I didn't enjoy that character. Um, I everything else about the show I'm like you know what it's it's a superhero show that's funny on its face and that's what I want to watch and I was mm. I was I was all in yeah until think, ellipses yeah and... uh, I think I think for me it, it's also that. And it's part of the reason people might have hated on it, but why I loved it is it's not an MCU superhero show. No. Hmm. This is not. This is a lawyer sitcom with superhero trappings. And that's what I liked about it was that it was different. It was genre breaking as far as within the MCU goes. Yeah. It was unique. And that's when the MCU is at its best is when it just goes, oh, you expect this? Nah. And she outright of, says that. So, you know, it's you're the right. The title of the show is She-Hulk Attorney at Law, not She-Hulk Tagline Attorney at Law. It is the title. Because it was yeah. done a lot like those police procedurals. I mean, yeah. come on. If we went and did a re-edit that added in the dung-dungs <laughs> in between the scenes, it would fit right in. Yep. Jason? <sighs> She-Hulk for me up until the end was a meh. Um, and most, and I will, but I will preface and say that most of the current iteration of television based Marvel has been meh to me. That includes it, that, that basically anything they've created to go on to Disney plus at this point. My favorite has been, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because they actually included something remotely 
tangible and touchable to current society. Mind you, they could have just done that show and it didn't have to involve the characters that they did, but it's fine. Um, and then when I look at things like Loki and I look at WandaVision and people clamor over the moon for these shows and I'm like, Loki was meh. WandaVision was trash or at least the first four episodes or however long it took for them to actually get to the plot. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was one of those few people who grew up and watched the sitcoms they were talking about. And I was like, I could just go watch Nick at night. <laughs> like, but, but it, like, like, like honestly, like and fairly to sit to She Hulk, it's one of the better ones because it literally was a roller coaster for me. But it was a roller coaster that stayed above board, so it was just again, it was just an okay show for me. Like, and I'm I would rather have She Hulk be okay that I can recognize the bones and the 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 stuff about She Hulk that makes She Hulk She Hulk than to ever watch the first season of Iron Fist again. Oh, or, <laughs> or that's true. Or, that's fair. Or ever see how they have neutered Jessica Jones and Luke Cage's characters, and Danny, and 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 Matt Murdock's characters to fit into this Disney thing. Like, oh, 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 okay, okay. I was like. Are you saying you didn't like the Netflix series for the, all like, the others? No. But no, you did. Okay. Yeah, I love them. Like they were the characters that could have been rated R. They were yeah. meant to be rated R, but when you bring him back and put him into She-Hulk or when you put in Kingpin and yeah. all these things happen and it's just kind of a like wet fart. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Let's be fair. To, let's be fair to Hawkeye. It had the best part of Hawkeye's background ever. Tracksuit Russians. That's true. <laughs> literally, literally, literally. Best part of that series Vox. is the bros. Listen, bros. Vox, Vox, oh. Vox. Bros. That's the best. That's the best thing Hawkeye's ever done ever. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and 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 Pizza Dog. Yeah, that is true. Pizza Dog and so. and female Hawkeye of the Avengers. Like, and the best part of Hawkeye in the MCU for me. Or the 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 thing that the Hawkeye show did that fixed something in the MCU is that they finally made Hawkeye deaf. Mm-hmm. They did. And and the, but here's the thing. The character that okay, spoilers, spoilers. All the spoilers, spoilers for Hawkeye from for last Hawkeye, year. For Hawkeye from last year. They kill the kingpin and the character that does it is the current wielder of the Phoenix Force in Marvel Comics. That's okay. why that's why she's getting her own show on Disney Plus. Oh, is she? Okay. Yes, and they kept her true to her character, which I cannot say for Matt Murdock in She-Hulk. Well, hang on, hang on. I I will say um we don't know King Payne's dead. We know he was shot. We don't know he's dead. That is he, true. He's not dead. He's, it's, he's not. It's he's King not. Like, yeah, he's King. King, he, King. It was a ro- it was a robot. It was a mutant. It was it's a Vincent. De, it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Let's forget. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we all forget that he is an expert at babysitting your kids when they come to his gar- garage shop, and he has to fix your station wagon before you go home. So let's talk about the devil in the room. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to lay mm-hmm. some groundwork here, and I, I, let me know if I'm picking up on the beats everybody is uh, laying down. Oof. We had um, some kingpin in 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 Hawkeye last year, and then in a recent Spider-Man movie, well, Charlie Cox shows up as Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. and everybody's all excited, and we're like, does that mean that Matt Murdock is here? What does that mean? What does that mean? 
or you know this is introducing the multiverse are the netflix shows from another verse and that could still be true that could still be true but we got matt murdoch and he makes references and it makes you think that a lot of what happened in that netflix show is in this universe mm -hmm. it and 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 i will i'll just put it all out there right now that is literally the most significant reason why the ending of she-hulk is the hottest garbage i've ever seen you did not you did not need matt murdoch you did not need charlie cox to come back as matt murdoch to illustrate the fact that luke cage and jessica jones were in this universe she hulk has actively been a partner and a person who works with jessica jones on more than one occasion she is significantly and intimately close to jessica jones and luke cage's family and their daughter all you had to do was have kristen ritter in this show it did it, they could have been on the phone they could have been on a, <laughs> a, a, a picture it did not matter it, it literally could have been anything. But you wouldn't have got the Daredevil Walk of Shame. <laughs> oh, oh, the Daredevil Walk of Shame was so good. Listen, um, the fact of the matter yeah. that he, the fact of the matter that he threw his secret identity out the window, and I get it. Did he know? Char char yeah, characters. For her, but that's about it. But but that but her whole family. Well, yeah, there's that. No, the, but they don't know that he's no. Daredevil. Yes, no, they, they just, do. No, no, they, they know don't. He's the lawyer. They only know him as the lawyer, and the only reason that she knows his secret identity is she just pulled his mask off that nobody else can do because it's got like thingies in it, and and <laughs> thingies. You, you you remember from the Netflix show? So like you would have to have broken everything in order for you to see under that mask, but she just rips it off and she's like, Matt. Like, so that's that's the difference. Like everything, like also, let's be honest, Matt Murdock, the Daredevil, Mr. Mr. Batman, who's not Batman, would have known who she was and would have never let it happen. But his character is just a symbol of all the crap that's wrong with the, this ending because the self-serving, the self-serving in like just, just the way they set this, like, the villain of this show, the thing that She-Hulk has been breaking the fourth wall to defeat this entire time is just Kevin Feige. Yeah, I, that's, that's, <sighs> I'm more mad. I am more mad that it went into our climax is going to be that we show a sex tape. She loses it. Mm -hmm. And we paint her to be the villain we've been trying to portray her as this whole time. I really, really do not like that. Not that it happened, but that we started this out with She-Hulk. And this comes from the comics. This is another thing that people on the internet have been really upset. How is she better at handling the Hulk all of a sudden? How is she better? You know, all the, how is she stronger than the Hulk? That's from the comics. It's, she's always, she's it's canon. She, it's always been yeah. that way. Look, and, and, and guys, and, and for all you people out there who think that is accurate, yes, she Hulk can control transforming into the Hulk better than Bruce Banner. That doesn't mean she's stronger and physically more capable than Bruce Banner. It's just that she can exist as the she Hulk better than Bruce Banner can exist as the Hulk. Yeah, but they That's, did that that rock thing. 
mm-hmm. where they were picking up parts of the mountain. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You mean where she was like hungover, freshly woken up, hadn't transformed at all. He didn't explain anything to her. He basically was gaslighting her into thinking she only was so strong. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I remember I, that. I mean, why, why didn't they just get the the license for the soundtrack and just have anything you can do, I can do better, right? Playing in the background the whole time. Um, I'm, you know what? I don't mind a fourth wall break. I've mentioned this before, yeah. but this, this was egregious. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean the ending? Yeah. So oh. before we get into the Kevin Feige, I just, I'm sorry, Oof. I just want to finish that Shoot. off mm-hmm. because I wanted to come back to that first episode. When we learn that she's able to control the Hulk from get go, mm-hmm. because it's something that she has to do on a daily basis, mm-hmm. yep. she it, says it. it is. And she's flippant about it, and and the thing is, it is something that you have to do. You know, there there are times when it's like things that will happen to women if they happen to men, they would have a different reaction. In in what? standard society, this is one hundred percent true. And, and you can see that. So the fact that we emphasize this and we made it canon for this particular show, mm-hmm. that this is what sets her off. That's what pissed me off. That so, is what yeah, pissed no, me off. It's, it's the worst part. Sorry. I, I apologize. It's yeah. okay. It's just, that's what pissed me off so much because the show had been, even with their cringy moments, they had been smarter up until then. And it felt really rushed. And that's and and I I literally said this to Jen. I said Marvel has shown more finesse, more subtlety with their messages a thousand times before this show. But for some reason, they want to lambaste and just put a spotlight over what they're trying to say. When I was like, and I'm like, but they've done it so much better. And for a character. And for a character who is so iconic as She-Hulk, because again, being a Hulk is a thing. It is a legitimate, massive thing in the Marvel Universe. And you you don't show the same deft and control and subtlety that you show in a Deadpool movie. Like, we all know the scene in Deadpool when it was International Women's Day. We saw that scene. We love that scene. It speaks volumes for that show, the movies, all of it. And they don't show that type of level of finesse and decorum with She-Hulk. And and, and it, I'm just like, how? Like, what happened? So, and, uh, sorry. Go. All I was going to say is that that uh, that same that the lead up to that the the blunt nature with which they went with it the i mean there was teases with intelligentsia being the, the bad guys the whole time yeah that's fine it was fairly obvious that 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 one guy that was on a date for her just because she was she hulk was a scumbag but for her to suddenly just reverse characters was the worst part about that end that whole ending few episodes it was the, it was brutal and i can understand like if they're trying to go for its outside forces and maybe that's mm-hmm. really what was happening. Like, yeah, you've got your whole show, but we have to tie it into the next movie. So you've got to add this part in or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, That would be fine. Except the one thing, because she breaks the fourth wall, you don't control Jessica. Like she's still in control of her own actions. If you're mm-hmm. controlling the universe, she's still controlling herself. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I didn't like. It took away the premise, the basis of what made this show great. 
everything that up until then, it's like you could tell that there's female writers and female directors. So let's talk about this uh, robot Kevin Feige uh, monstrosity. So I I used to think that the worst part of all the Marvel TV shows was a villain named Diamondback. (laughs) Diamondback's a uh, uh, Diamondback's a monster compared to this. Oh my god! But it, so much it, it, it was a. But the thing is, is that I draw a parallel here, and that Luke Cage season one was going along great. We had fantastic performances from fantastic world class actors. We had an amazing show, and everything is in love. Uh, I'm in love with everything going on. I mean, come on, Alfre Woodard. As Black Mariah, I mean, come on, isn't that that show the greatest? And then at the end, it's some dude in a robot suit named Diamondback, and just what are you doing to this TV show? Why is this the big villain? And then it's the same thing here with this, that we've got this great buildup, and everything is going great, and we've got fourth wall breaks. And a fourth wall break, like Ferris Bueller style, where you look at the camera, or Office style, where you look at the camera and go, hey, you're watching this. We're in on this together, right? But a fourth wall break where you jump realities into the reality where they're making your TV show and you meet an uh, ascension AI named the Kevin, which is just Kevin Feige, the producer of all these movies. And you just have an argument with him over how your reality is going to end. I mean, that's not what I signed up for. That's not, had they introduced this earlier and had they had this whole play thing going on and sort of warmed us up to it, then that would be okay. But the fact that in like the final episode or two, they dropped this thing on us where all of a sudden it's like, psych, none of it's real. Ha ha. It's not canon. We can do what we want. We can get away with green girls twerking because it's not real. It never existed. It was a robot that made it. Ha 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 ha. It's, it's insulting to the fans. It's like it was all a dream. Yeah, exactly. It's a dream sequence. What they did was insult us. They gave us a TV show that we liked, and in the last minute, they flipped us the bird and said, none of it's real, none of it's canon, we're not doing anything more with this because it would upset too many people for some reason. And just the the fact that they don't trust us, they don't like us, and they don't want us so much that they're willing to give us the TV show that we want, and then in the last minute, go, you don't get it. I just, you know what? Forget you. Forget everything about you. This is the CeeLo Green level of forget you, mm. by the way. Um, I just, I'm, I'm upset that they would treat us like that. So. I, I will say one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was jumping around the Disney Plus navigation screen, mm-hmm. that was cute. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I. So- I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the, uh, the, the other side of the coin here and say this is a show that from jump was not just self-aware, but was talking about, hey, this is where the cameo is gonna be in. You all like the cameos, don't you? Or, hey, this is where, well, there's, there's 10 minutes left in the runtime. Like it had those, it, it was, quietly leading up to something like this the whole time. I think where it became biggest I guess I'm just not that I guess I'm just not that good with that level of subtlety. Yeah. I I think it's where it really was a little bit much was where it was like, yeah, suddenly out of the blue she's like, this isn't the ending I want, but wait a second. She took control of the narrative and went I don't want to be victim, the victim of these intelligentsia idiots. I don't want another Hulk taking uh, taking over. I don't want to. So in a way, it's empowerment. 
in a but, way it is her saying screw all of this crap that's going on right that's, now that always happens to be that always happens to women let's not let this happen but that's the thing if they wanted to say that she would have had to go all the way back to before the video was released at the awards ceremony to make that act and they didn't which is the step, the misstep exactly yep. and and again like nutty said if she breaks the fourth wall, that means she's had control over this the whole Or at least time. control over herself. She mm-hmm. may not yeah, control yeah. everything. Yeah. But the, which means the expression which, of that. Which, but, but the thing is, you can't show her breaking the fourth wall throughout the entire show and then have this ending happen because it invalidates any control she had well, before. No, because no, she walked up to the true villain, the, the robot, and said, no, I'm not going to accept this. He set some terms, yeah, but she still got something no, better than that issue, crappy ending. My issue is her just getting angry and losing control. Oh, no, yeah, no, that, yeah that's that what is, I'm talking That about. is a bigger problem. The, yeah. the Her losing control is a far bigger problem than the the, the breaking the 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 with the screen entirely and stepping out of the genre and out of the movie. I think that's, that's the bigger pro- problem ending than the Kevin Feige robot. That's just, My, that's just them kind of accepting. Yeah. He's, he's got way too much control and we understand a little bit, but they were not good about doing it. It was My, a cute joke, but it was a <laughs> cute joke when South Park did it with manatees. <laughs> listen, South Park, South, listen, South Park did it already. Okay. Rick and Morty had an episode. And the Simpsons did it too, but you know, yeah, but I the mean, the Matrix come on. did it with the, uh, the Matrix did it with the, uh, with the, uh, the architect. I really did expect the uh, Kevin Feige robot to end up having to fight the John Favreau robot. Oh and I thought that would have been a much better, a much better ending yeah. to the episode where they get, get like a, a, a Godzilla style, like mecha fight scene between John Favreau and Kevin Feige. Uh, and I will See, say there's some precedent for this anyway in the first place because every comic book, uh, most comic books out there have from the editor, nod, nod, wink, wink moments anyway. It's accepted that the editor is someone who's there. This is just that personified as Kevin Feige bot. See, like, like with the way this ending happened, like there, I, I mentioned this to Nettie and Tech as I was watching She-Hulk. I loved She-Hulk's independence and sexuality because it's a part of who her character is. It's a part of something that we do not get to see from female characters much at all, meaning they control their sexuality, they control who they want to have sex with, all those things. And then they take that same level of control away from her with the Feige robot. And we can say, we can talk about that she, it was just a representation of of this and manifestation of fourth wall breaking, but Deadpool never had to do that. Deadpool in two yeah. movies never had to go that far for their agency. And you can try to say, like, yeah. people can, you know, people can try to say that, <clears throat> well, obviously it's in the metaphor for what women go through. Like, but they had that at the beginning, right? Like yeah. when she, when she says the reason, you know, they gave her an I'm always angry line, but it was one based in physical reality. Like the, when she says, it's I'm mad. I have to deal with it every time I'm catcalled, every time I'm this, every time I'm that. And it's it's already there. Why does she need a pig robot boss to tell her what she's supposed to do? Like, yeah. Uh, OK, yeah, it's it's the other thing is it's also a comic book show. Weird stuff happens in comic books. Some of it 
more crazy than this? That Stan Lee is Stan Lee was literally God in the comics. I don't mind that she broke the fourth wall and and jumped out of it because mm-hmm. Deadpool did the same thing. Deadpool went back and killed Wade that Ryan Reynolds played in that movie, uh, Wolverine. And he also jumped into some of the other movies and he also approached Hugh Jackman. So he has already been outside of his universe. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. It is the issue of that. They were still controlling Jen. So, Nutty, uh, there's a thing that you talk about that you've mentioned before. Mm. Um, It's it's the idea of Superman's glasses. Yes. So so can you explain that for me again, please? So Superman's glasses. Everybody knows Superman. He has x-ray vision. He can, depending on what medium, either leap tall buildings in a single bound or he flies. (laughs) Um, He has super strength. He gets his strength and powers from the yellow sun because his planet had a red sun. He um he can spin the world backwards and instead of killing everyone on the world, <laughs> it just reverses time. Oof. But the big problem Oof. that people have is that no one can tell that Clark Kent and Superman are the same person. That's Superman's glasses. It's you've already suspended your disbelief for so mm-hmm. many other things. The The Superman's glasses moment is the the thing that you get stuck on. Right. So we're as as superhero and comic and movie fans, we're willing to put up with a lot, a lot. of suspension of disbelief. And I mean, come on, we're willing to. OK, so she injected. She got infected with blood that was infected with gamma radiation, which somehow allows her to turn green and big and mean and tough and strong and gain the ability to twerk and we're we're and we're okay with That's fair all of original this. gen could twerk no, no not at we're all. Not the rhythm we're we're okay with all of this but then all of a sudden she gets transported to a different dimension to meet a robot named Kevin and we go back and we get all angry and screamy and stuff and yep. it's just it, it's it's to quote another movie it's a bridge too far it's it's they had us going and we were along for the ride. We were along for the ride. Things are great. Things are great. Things are great. You crossed the bridge. You went too far. This is our glasses so, moment. This is the glasses I, I, moment. I, I, so yeah. I, I have a question for you guys. Do you think if they had leaned into it, leaned into it more, it would have been okay? Because remember in that, in, in, Dare, in Deadpool, he's literally walking through the X-Men mansion and we see the X-Men in the mansion avoiding Deadpool. Like, yeah. it's yeah, one but- of the, it's, it's such a well done gag. Yeah, but it's the same flavor the whole way through the movie. You know, that's what hanging, I mean. That's what I hanging mean. Hanging from his arm going, Hey, did you ever see 196 hours? Spoiler alert. And he cuts his arm off. You know, um, it's, I think- the, it's the same flavor the whole way through. It's the fact that they switched. And can you imagine if they had just leaned into that with She-Hulk? Yeah, I would have been okay with it. I think. I'd be one hundred percent okay with it if it didn't change the 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 whole concept of it. Mm-hmm. If the premise that the show was built on didn't change in just the last episode, 
I just, I, and or that's the last, that's, uh, 10 minutes of yeah, the and, second to last episode and then the last episode. And that's why I'm saying that, that, that's where it, that's where it, it's that gets the, the bad rap it, it does. So the Kevin Feige bot thing is because it's out of nowhere. It is. The Kevin Feige bot thing to me yeah. was just the concept of it was lazy writing. I was really mm-hmm. excited when, okay, she's at, She's 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 in the 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 screens and she's jumping around and she finds her way yeah. to okay we're at, at at Hollywood and she's walking around on the back lot okay where is this going and then they they go like oh Kevin and you can we watch with captioning so we can yeah. see the periods and I'm yeah. like oh that's just late and it was yeah I I yeah it's not the worst of the ending though the worst of the ending still and it's it's the losing control it's yeah. the that's that's it it's the a bunch of men children pushed her to the over the edge and and then the and the, the i think also the fact that that man child hulk king doesn't get his comeuppance and cuz i think it would have been much more satisfying if she just slapped him down the second he transformed see and and <laughs> And her losing control in that one moment, and to be fair, because of the way the episodes are done, she only loses control for like a few seconds. Yeah. Not a not she didn't smash an entire city. She broke what? A wall. A wall, and she didn't hurt a single person. And she was chasing the people who were obviously running from the thing. That was such crap. It it was so garbage. The damage control showed up that quickly too. Like what the heck? Such because they were tipped off and all these other things. Yeah, and 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 that's what kills me. Like like as a person who watches shonen anime, I expected that to happen. Like the, the character needs a moment where, cause they've been, they've been, she was sticking it to Bruce the entire first part of this show. He's like, Oh no, you got to worry about this. Got to worry about this. Got to worry about this. She was like, I ain't got to worry about none of that dog. Cause I'm, I'm who I am. Yeah. And I knew that she was going to get a come to Jesus moment where she had to realize that sometimes she needed to get angry. Sometimes she needed to lose control to punch someone in the face, but we never got, we never got that. Yeah. I was, I was hoping it was going to be a la daredevil. Um, something that she did that was heroic, but it was caused too much damage or somebody Mm -hmm. died or something happened Mm -hmm. that the public decided was a step too far or just, yeah. Or just have the internal monologue that's really good in Daredevil. Because remember, guys, Daredevil is an active and practicing Catholic. So when he beats the brakes off someone and puts them in traction, he feels bad about it. Activate Catholic guilt. (laughs) Yes! Like, he has Catholic guilt! Um. The other thing is, I don't mind, okay, do what I was really expecting, and I know I don't want everything that I expect, but the guy's shooting himself up. He's going to make himself into another Hulk. But at the mm-hmm. beginning of the series, because there's so much groundwork, and it's like, yeah. why did you lay that groundwork if it's not for anything? Yes. At the beginning, it says there's something about your DNA that let you mm-hmm. mutate in the same way that I did. And there is something in your DNA that it is processing in you differently. So when that guy shot himself up, I thought, oh, this guy is going to be mutating badly. There's going to be drawbacks because he doesn't have the banner DNA. He doesn't have the DNA that is needed. And that could have been a very interesting story. Yeah. But we didn't get it. They, 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 
they really and you, you you called it they got lazy at the end there was cute moments in that in that last episode but it was lazy and it's they it's it's like you know someone set the ball and the guy going to spike the ball instead punched the punch them in the head yeah <laughs> and i i do want to move past this cuz i don't want to mm-hmm. turn this into a hate fest for me i am still here for she hulk season yep. 2 100%. I will be watching it. I am excited about it. Um, I am not ignoring it like I'm ignoring House of the Dragon. Put it that way. Just put it that way. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the, uh, few listeners that listen to my other podcast. I am sorry. I just, maybe if I go back and I watch the whole thing, I, right now I'm not bringing myself to it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, but, but, I do want to say there were one or two things I did like in the fact that can I have Matt Murdock too? And he just funk. Ah, I'm here to help. No, I got it taken care of. Like that's that was the that was the best part of the finale. Like when she's (laughs) like when when they're when she's like can I also have Matt Murdock? And they're like fine. And like and and he's like oh I'm here to help. And she's like I'm good. Like you know, what I'm like I that just, was. I just want to like have a little fun again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Give you a walk of shame twice, dog. Yeah. I, I, there I, should I, be no shame in hooking. It, it's n- it's not shame. It's not the walk of pride. Yeah, now, that you're it, not crushed. Yeah, exactly. You you walked out of there without a shattered pelvis. Well done, you, sir. Um, another point of the final episode that I got to mention that I really, really enjoyed is when they did the opening credits, but they did them a la the old Incredible Hulk Bill Bixby TV show. That was and so they did good. In a frame by frame, shot by shot remake, but with Tatiana Maslani. Yeah. Uh, instead of Bill Bixby, it was so well done, but it was a missed opportunity because when I watched the end credits of the episode, I really wanted to see Tatiana with a backpack oh, hitchhiking on the road to the sad walking away music from and, the end of the tech, Incredible Hulk. And Tech, and the person that picks her up, Lou Ferrigno. He's, yes! already, he's, already, he's already in it. Like it's, it's right there. But the it, fact that we didn't get Tatiana Maslany walking down the road to... Is this... And correct me if I'm... Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Is this the only modern movie TV show that doesn't have Lou Ferrigno with that has Hulk yeah. in the name that doesn't have Lou Ferrigno? I mean, Lou Ferrigno has been pretty open about the fact that he does not like the MCU style movies because they have too much CGI. Because uh, well, so it put him out of a job. Yeah. So maybe he just but didn't I, want anything to do with it. But I think he's uh, honestly been in, I think he's been in every Hulk name movie as like also, a security guard yeah, or a dude in the back or something they could have used wait, wait, who, they could have used that sad hulk music when she was first like when when she woke up and that guy wasn't there wait yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by, the, by the way a missed opportunity to explore in this show which is another reason why i don't like the finale a guy met her and rejected her not because she couldn't turn into She-Hulk and he wasn't expecting She-Hulk. He was turned off by the fact that she wanted to go back to regular Jennifer. Like, yeah, he, he only wanted Hulk, She-Hulk. And, 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 and the best part about what, what I, I loved about his, like, validating his opinion was she even says he didn't mind me as She-Hulk. He and we had a great time on the date as She-Hulk. 
And so she acknowledged that he honestly and earnestly liked her as she was. And it was so, it was a thing that could have been explored, could have been talked about, could have been expressed so much. And they give him like two scenes, but focus on the guy providing her revenge corn tape. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just like, it didn't have to be that. It, it didn't I, have to I, be that. I knew he was there for her blood, but the the tape was just like, oh, man. I because it's like, how is it? It's not even revenge porn when you you're you're trapping her for this. Like, it's not oh, like we what had a relationship. Ah. What purpose does it serve? To, what purpose does it serve to show that? Like, like, are you trying to say that no one thinks that before she became She-Hulk, she didn't hook up with guys like like yeah. so they, uh, it's, they, it's just it's just slut shaming it's just slut shaming yeah that's like that's that what that I, yeah that's what i mean like it's nonsense and misogyny um yeah like just, i i'm gonna just f- circle back on one thing yeah so uh lou ferrigno was the security guard in hulk yep. he was the voice of the incredible hulk and the security guard in the incredible hulk his voice for the hulk is in the avengers mm-hmm. and avengers age of ultron although nice. uncredited mm-hmm. And he plays Hulk in uh, Hulk at the office and which is a short and mom's night out. So he has been in everything that has had the Hulk name in it um, and even some extras. Yeah. Go, go ahead yeah. and read the chat. Nutty. Tell me what you think of this idea. I do love the idea of the sad walking away music during Matt Murdoch's walk of shame. We need to come up with a better name than walk of shame, because I don't think that you should feel shame going home in last night's clothes. Cause dude, you hooked up and you hooked up. Also, he also was not really shameful. That smile, that smile when the woman looked at him and he goes, Hello, man. Hello, miss. You know, it just keeps going on. With- yes. Like, but, um, that's the walk of mentioned- pride. That's yeah, what that we is. Haven't mentioned- yeah. We haven't mentioned one of the single best characters of this entire show, by the way. Mm. Her name is spelt with two N's and a Y, but not where you think it is. Not where you think listen, it is. Listen, 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 listen. Wonger's best friend. I know, <laughs> I know Wong, I know Wong is basically the real villain of the show, <laughs> but his story with this Jersey Shore Oh, vapid thing. <laughs> I that, thought I was gonna uh, hate her, and the more I saw her, the more I loved her. But what was the what was the show they were watching? Uh, the, oh, the Sopranos. The Sopranos. Yes. Sopranos. Yes. And Sopranos. then The Wire. I think is yes. one of them. Yeah, yeah. They're just yes. talking about all where, the where all she spoils epic shows. All the where she yeah. spoils the Sopranos for him, and it's like it's been twenty years longer. No, you know, and he said, and, and the best part was, and the best part was him being like. I just wanted to go watch it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and and the, the the again one of those egregious moments of awful lawyering where Wong opens the portal when they're in the court <laughs> and just they pull her from a nightclub somewhere across the world because it's nighttime there and hauls her in. <laughs> and 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 uh, DJ of uh, Legal Eagle in his She-Hulk didn't yeah. even mention this, but you can't just pull a witness from a portal. Yeah. There's a whole process of having them come in, getting them checked out, then they have to swear in, and they didn't do any of that nonsense. So, I mean, yeah. that's not even a real witness. Yeah, check out the, the Legal Eagle YouTube channel for a really, really good analysis of the legal ease of this show done from an actual lawyer. Who, it's a very good channel. Who has 
the same degrees as Jessica. Right, yeah, because they both Rogers. they they both have twin degrees from UCLA. So well, if if they don't get him to consult on the legalese for the second season, that's a crime in uh, and of itself. It's, it's and like, so great. Man, like I I I like can I just say I love the fact that Wong, a character who was a, a librarian, antisocial who was who's a foot? Librarians have the most power. Just saying. Be, I mean, be, he, but most Banff people out there. He became. He literally became. Well, yeah, let's do it. I'm a librarian. <laughs> There's that too, as well as but, their uh, fight for anti censorship. He he became the sorcerer supreme. So he went from a run of the mill nobody guy. To the most powerful sorcerer. Stop in- calling librarians nobodies. He was in charge of all the books, all the knowledge. Right, and they showed him falling asleep and getting robbed. But, oh. but, but what I what I was saying is like Wong literally did a ground zero, like nothing level transformation to this really funny, really important, really charismatic character who is actually one of the most lonely and sad characters in the entire Marvel universe. And we get to see him make a friend, a non-romantic, a non-sexual friend who literally is Netflix and chilling with him and ruining it because like, because they're his friends. But she's, she's also just, despite all the, all the trappings outside, she just wants to be his friend. And that's yeah. awesome. Yes. She does want to be a genuine friend. And I do want to, um, contribute to the fact that Wong is quite obviously weary of cleaning up Stephen mm-hmm. Strange's mess. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Because oh. so many messes. I mean, okay. So there's a couple of theories I'm going to mention here. Just, and, and is she Hulk related mm-hmm. because of Wong? Um, Stephen Strange's spell says that no one when at the end of the Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. it's no one on Earth will remember that will remember Peter Parker mm-hmm. on Earth mm-hmm. on Earth. Who's not on Earth a bunch when that people. spell happened? Well, Hulk for one and a bunch of others, possibly Hulk. We are not sure of the timeline. Yeah. Thor definitely wasn't because he was off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm hmm. So I mean there's a there's a there's a lot going on there. So there's a lot of possibilities happening. And how weird and messed up is that for the poor sorcerer supreme to have to clean up the fact that eh, other people in the universe have one timeline and the earth has another timeline and he doesn't remember this timeline that the guardians of the galaxy have because Wong is affected by the spell too. Not to mention also in with multiverse of madness legitimately it's a multiverse there's that too like venom it's it yes it's from another universe i I don't know if it was a fan thing or not but apparently venom versus spider-man has been announced yes well that that's that that excites me like and it excites me it's tom it's tom hardy on board and apparently tom holland too i'm good i'm good with that so bringing things back to our focus here with she hulk Mm -hmm. What do we what do we see for season two? Okay. <laughs> so we brought Matt Murdock in. Uh-huh. So let's bring in the rest of the Defenders shows. Please. And let's get that tie-in uh, together because I would really, really like to see Jen Walters v. Jessica Jones in some type of battle for 
uh, either Luke Cage or Matt Murdock's um, affections. I think that that would be a really fun sort of a thing that you could do, have a fight between the two of them. But really, just because I want to see Kristen Ritter back on the on the screen, I I, I think I I think if we involve the rest of the of the Defender shows in this and then tie it into the rest of the universe, I think this is our avenue to do it. It would be fun with the fourth wall breaks, but. I would just like to mention, uh, if you're going to give us another Defenders show, and please do, uh, and you're <laughs> going to give us going. a season two of this, give us the Wu-Tang music a little earlier than episode seven, because gosh <laughs> darn it, gosh darn it, like, it but, this is so, what New York sounds like. Recast, recast, recast uh, Iron Fist, Danny Rand, but don't have anybody say anything except Jed to the fourth wall. Is that what he always looked like? Like that's 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 how you lean into it if you're gonna do it in the Jessica Jones show yeah. or you do it yeah. in the She-Hulk show. My thing though is if you want to bring in the defenders, you don't even have to bring the defenders in in a way that where their abilities are are, yeah. are a part of it. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are married and have a daughter. Danny Rand is his best friend and little brother. They also have worked with Jessica Jones through many court cases. So guess what? Luke Cage and Danny Rand can't be the heroes for hire because they're in the middle of court proceedings. And Jessica Jones has to go drop off some papers to her clients, which are literally, which are literally, or she hold guard, I'm sorry, has to drop off paperwork to her client, which is Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and, and Danny Rand happens to be there. And Matt Murdock is... He's Matt Murdock. Like, I, they gotta, they gotta I, move her to New York first because she's in LA for this. Yeah. Well, in the comics, same thing. They're mm-hmm. in New York. She's in LA. There's yeah. ways to work this. I don't <laughs> want it to become the Defender show, but I would love for Jessica Jones to start working with her like we've seen before. And, um, I would love to see, um, I would, I would love to see sprinklings. Like, give yeah, me, give this, me Jessica Jones. I don't need Luke Cage and the whole thing, but give me Jessica Jones because that is a very strong plot in the comics. Um, and uh, give me Deadpool. Come on, I'm come on. Say- if we're gonna break the fourth <laughs> wall so much that we're gonna go to the Disney Me Plus, choose your which show you want to watch. Screen, you've got it, and the backlight. You've got to give me Deadpool. Like, like I'm. I'm Seriously, just biased and make it a promotion I'm, for the next movie. Like I'm just biased that if you show Jessica Jones and Luke Cage with their baby, you acknowledge interrelation, interracial relations. I, I know, I know, I know. We're gonna get there, and and we have those already. So Valkyrie, sorta. I want one thing out of season two and one thing only, and I've already said it. I want them to consult with DJ Stone on decent law. <laughs> if it's a law show, if it's a law show. Make it fair. good law. If it's a legal sh- show, make it good law, and he's the man. Do it for you. Because because our our boy Devin, yeah. my gosh, is he legal, legal legal legally like legal legal for uh, for the consultant for law for season two. And I think he can do the good balance of for you know for story versus uh you know it's like we need to do this for story wise. Okay, well I'll tell you how to do it actually legally. Be- um. Tech, do you want to share what you typed in the chat there? That uh, I would like to see a um, you could do a legal a, a legal like story. What if there was a technology or a piece of gear that would lead to a triple headed lawsuit of Oscorp v Stark Enterprises v Rand Enterprises, 
and somebody hires Jessica Jones to try to sort out this mess. And then you get Danny Rand and you get Tony Stark and you or whoever's running the company now, Penny and Pepper. Pepper. Uh, then you get all of these people sort of. Or even better. We don't even have to deal with Gwyneth. Yeah. Happy. Happy, happy shows up because yeah. he's been handling that. Happy shows up. And that, oh, and then again, that gives us our Kevin Feige v. John Favreau fight that we <laughs> yeah, want. Exactly. I mean, you get just the idea of these three global megacorps involved in a fight. Um, it'd be really funny if you uh, cast uh, Danny Rand as the villain, uh, the executive that now owns Twitter uh, type oh, person. Geez. Just have him like role play the jerk. No, why don't we just why don't we just have the executive that now plays Twitter well, a cameo briefly? No, just, no, no, keep as, him, no, 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 as no. as Norman Osborn. <laughs> no, no, I keep him away from cameos. I don't want him in my fiction. Thank but you if if Oscorp is there, though, it means that we open the gates for the people in the Spider-Man universe. Because what I really, really want is more J.K. Simmons as yes. his Alex Jones style J.J. Jonah Jameson. So. Or J. Jonah Jameson, because I love that character. I love what he's doing with it. I love that actor so much. Please give me more of him. So there is a lot, and I mean a lot, of crossover between Oscorp, Stark, and Rand Industries. Um, a lot. So much so that in some of the current continuity of Spider-Man, Peter Parker works for Oscorp. Yes, he does. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not it's no longer this big you know evil corporation that he has to fight because it's 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 capitalistic interpretation is a green goblin, but he literally works for the man, and it's it's there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot of things with Rand Industries and Stark, like it just there is a lot, and that stuff you're talking about tech happens in the comics, and I would love so for that to happen. Yeah, basis I, for it. Yep. I just want to see a fight between all of these villains on screen and all of these great actors having a conversation over an argument over who can pronounce the name Spider Man <laughs> with the most hate. Spider Man. What I want. Give though, me pictures of Spider Man. You know. Give me I, pictures of She Hulk. But yes, what I want. I want her angry. What I you get her punching a baby. Is it to be a multiverse movie so that Peter Parker got sucked to a wormhole and Miles Morales is on this side? Yes, give and, us uh, all the Spider-Men. <laughs> and and so, then just have Mojo show up for no reason whatsoever. And so, yeah, and so when they take a picture of Spider-Man and show it to J. J. Jameson, he's like, who is this? That's not Spider-Man. And he's like, no, no. Like, So he shoots webs. He, he swings across the city. He's in a suit. That's not Spider-Man? He goes, no. He's blue and red and he does the thing. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Did you get this Spider-Man from Wish? Did you order <laughs> Spider-Man from Wish and this show? <laughs> you got a crisis actor Spider-Man? Like Dollar, dollar giant Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, so this is what we... Oh, what are we going to pair She-Hulk with? Avocado toast. <laughs> Bad bar food Ooh, that I got stuck too. with the tab with. Flaming hot Cheetos. Going mm. Going on a first date to a restaurant where you throw peanut shells on the floor and they serve them to you in a bucket. Five guys? <laughs> <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. But 
Same difference. I, I, I do love Five Guys. I I will disagree that that is first date material. It is not first date. Man. That's more like been married for 13 years the, material. Look, Thank you very the, much. The, the, hey, the, Nutty, are we going to Five Guys tomorrow? <laughs> no, it's, it's the, the very generic clubhouse sandwich at a bar with a cutesy legal nickname that's next to the court. <laughs> oh, what, what was the bar? Was it the le- legal ease? Yes. Legal ease. Uh, I did like the suggestion that it should have just been called the bar. The bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, but that's, that is our friend DJ's suggestion. Yes. Yeah. My thing is like this. We've had how many times in this very own universe that there's been a chance to have it be Luke Cage's bar and it's never been that? Yeah. Other, yeah. other than that original season of Jessica Show. Yeah, we got, I was going to say, we got that in the original. But, um, yeah, uh, so flaming hot Cheetos, uh, bar food, peanuts on the floor. Uh, yeah, all of this, all of this pairs, all of this pairs. Also shawarma. Were they eating shawarma in this? No, but oh. it's a Marvel we thing. Oh, like well, I mean, yeah, yeah, shawarma. Shawarma's always good. I mean, the, you get them garlic like potatoes, it. you get the, the garlic sauce on the potatoes. Oh, oh yeah. Mwah. Oh my god! I'll have to take you guys to a place that did. I, I had a falafel okay. dinner. It had a sweet, spicy mango sauce on it. Oh my god! That's like some Americanized stuff. I'm not no. even listen. No, these guys. No. And no. on that note, we're, 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 I'm not. We're not doing that. All right. Uh, so on that note, <laughs> that's what we thought about She-Hulk. Uh, we're not giving it a rating or anything like that because we don't do that on dinner in a movie. But basically, these were our feelings. We're very passionate about it. And if you he- if you heard us and you disagreed with stuff, that's okay because we're very passionate about it because we liked it. You know, and that's yeah. that's the thing. When yeah, but hear, don't at me. Yeah, don't at me over little inch things. I mean, you there can are at the me, people that will just it. pan something and say how much they hate it, and then there are people that will just say how much they like it. When you came here, we said there were going to be rants and raves, and we gave you rants and we gave you raves because. We are passionate about it. So um, with that in mind, I hope to see you next time as we review something else and just dive into another topic of media or something. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great night. And before we go, I do want to thank our patrons without whom... We would not have two episodes a month and I might be, and actually that's a little bit more than two this month and I think next month as well. But thank you so much to all of you for keeping the lights on and keeping things going. I want to thank our top tier patrons. Thank you to uh, our top patron, Jax. Thank you to Jason. Thanks to Rich the TT and to our patrons of the arts with... All of you I'll be getting in touch with soon about your rewards, um, patrons of the arts and above. Uh, so thank you so much to Kaylin, Mark Cabot, the encaffeinated one, the bathtub mermaid, Melissa, uh, Susanna, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then thank you to all of our other patrons who keep the lights on, keep things working, and are the lifeblood of this campaign. Thank you to Andy, Cliff, Grig, Harold, Hugh, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Crazy Joe Adventures, Mike, Patrick, Radical Geek, Shane, Stephen, Will, and Zach Mann. Thanks so much for all of you. Uh, it's been a ride. 
And as you can tell, my voice is getting better, but still kind of hoarse. I'm, I'm, I'm on the mend, not to worry, on the mend. You're going to hear this voice for a bit. Nutty Bites is produced by Nimla Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42. 